0: Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen.
1: We're so glad you're here today as we honor all of our veterans from the five branches of our military. We're thankful for their service and thankful that they have defended and protected our right in the First Amendment, to freely and openly worship Jesus Christ. Amen? So at the end of the service, we're going to give you an opportunity to show your appreciation to each and every one of them that are here today. I want to encourage you to be back two weeks from today. I'm going to be sharing the uh, story of the motorcycle wreck and what God has done, the many miracles that have happened. You know, October 27th was a Thursday morning. I finished the notes for the Sunday's message. The name of the message was The Mercy of God made a statement in those notes, would you rather read about it, or would you rather experience it? And as I left the office to go do a visit, I was thinking to myself, I really need to find a good illustration of God's mercy. Just didn't want it to happen that way. But after hitting the pavement at 70 miles an hour, breaking eight bones, puncturing a lung, lots of road rash, Eighteen days later, I'm here to tell you the mercy of God is real. He's alive. And it brings us through. So remember, two weeks from today, bring everybody you know with you. Because I believe our world needs the mercy of God. And I believe God will touch them in a powerful way if you will invite them and bring them two weeks from today. Amen? Write it on your calendar. I know it's Thanksgiving weekend. Bring your family with you. Their hearts will be touched and changed as well. This morning it's my delight to introduce to you, our special speaker. She's been my rock time and time again. She's a very strong woman who stood by me through thick and thin. And I'm delighted this morning that my wife Yvonne is coming to bring the Veterans Day message. Make her feel welcome. <laughs> Love you, baby.
0: I
2: love that man. And what I'm about to say is going to be probably the hardest part I'm going to say through the rest of this. When this all happened, I was like, we're done. The motorcycle's gone. And he agreed when I first got there. Of course, they hadn't given him any pain meds. Miss Lolly, you better buckle up. And later he began to waffle on that. But I was adamant. No more motorcycle, motorcycle. were done. When we found out that our original guest, Reverend Ron McCanns, wasn't going to be able to be here, he said, I'll just do it. Well, I said, you know, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I should know better than to say those words. Because then immediately it began, I was going to do this. So I went for a walk with our dog, and I'm walking, and it's quiet. It's in the morning, and Holy Spirit's just talking. And I was mainly focusing on today. And what I actually, what he shared with me and Steve started working on some things, we just actually just write hand in hand. But on that he walk, he began talking to me again. And he reminded me when he did the hoka and he got so sick. And I'm saying this publicly because I've been very public about this is what we're not doing. Whenever I was ready for him to quit, when he got sick, and the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, but he needs to do this. So I pulled my hand back and I allowed him to do this. And the doors that that has opened has been tremendous. The lives that has touched has been tremendous. Again, the Holy Spirit began to talk to me and say, is that your final decision? And I'm like, Lord, look what happened. It's time. We've already been talking about it, waffling this. He said, but is that your decision? So I had to pull back and say, yes, Lord, that was my decision. But I've learned in this life that to not be in the Lord's will is worse than to follow his will. So I'm taking my hands off of you. And you have been a mighty man of God all these years, and it's been a ride. But I'm saying whatever the Lord directs you to do, we're doing it, no matter what it is. I may question you very intently to make sure it is the Lord's will. But whatever the Lord says to do, that's what we're gonna do. And Mark, just for the record, He's good enough now that he's dying this week. I told Mark, when he gets better, I'm killing him. (laughs) And if you guys know us, know that's how our relationship is. We tease each other a lot, but I love him dearly with everything. But I love the way the Lord works through him. Many have come in and said he's a man's man. Yes, he is. He will stand up for others. He will do what's right when nobody else will. And I love that about him. So today, it is my honor to recognize our veterans. Christmas, Easter, and any military day, set very close to our hearts, and I'll try not to do that. I'm not used to having a mic Set very close to our hearts. They're very, very important. Because there's only two kinds of people that have died for us, and that's the American soldier. And when the American soldier signs up, writes that blank check, I can guarantee you, they do not do it knowing that they will give their life. Many do, but they don't sign up with that in mind. But can I tell you, our Lord Jesus Christ, before he ever placed foot on this earth, knew exactly what he was gonna go through. And he did it anyway, for you and me. So veterans, I wanna honor you today because of your sacrifice. Today, to remember you are not a number, but you're a person who gave a portion of your life to preserve our life. And real quickly, let me just tell you about my favorite veteran, my dad. My dad hit the beaches in Normandy, excuse me, three days after D-Day, June 9th, 1944. He was part of Patton's Third Army, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and he walked and slept in foxholes all the way to Berlin. He was actually part of the team that cleaned up the eagle's nest. <clears throat> Tom Brokaw labeled these men and women as the greatest generation. Without a doubt, their service to our country put the United States in a position of the, to have, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> in a position to be a world leader for decades to follow. From these ranks, some of the greatest statesmen, businessmen, politicians, farmers, doctors, plumbers, teachers, and preachers have come. They left their stamp on America, the land of the free, the home of the brave. But there's a group of servicemen and women who did not come home to ticker tape parades, brass bands, or hometown welcomes. They came home from wars to insults, attacks, and abuse. They were not held as heroes in our society, they were actually villainized. We could never correct that injustice, but we as individuals and as this church can honor those who served in Vietnam today. So if you served in Vietnam, would you please stand right where you're sitting? <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, this does not do enough. <clears throat> we honor you and today we give you the welcome home you deserved. We may, may not be able to throw the ticker tape parades that previous soldiers came home to, but we give you our highest gratitude for your sacrifice. It is late by decades, but in this place today, we say, welcome home. Thank you for fighting an unpopular war. Thank you for defending our freedom against communist aggression. And most of all, thank you for being here today that this church may have the opportunity to say we honor you. Some served in Korea, some in Vietnam, some in the Gulf War, the War on Terror, and other arenas. The point is we remember. God, too, remembers. If we look in Isaiah 49, verse 14 through 16, it says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my God has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. This passage from Isaiah came at a time of great difficulty in the life of the nation of Israel. So much difficulty that the nation actually thought that God had forgotten them. So God speaks through Isaiah and to remind them that God had not forgotten them. In fact, God is leveling mountains, raising highways, making the path back to God safe and level for his people. And then God says, I inscribed you on my palms. Have you ever written anything on your palm? You did it to remember. But our God, God did it because he can't forget do you ever rem- <laughs> But how does God write our names on his palm? So let's look at the Gospels. Thomas had not been present when the Christ, risen Christ had appeared to the disciples. In grief and disbelief to their story, he says in John 20, 25 through 28, Unless I see his hands... The print of the nails put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the side. I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples again were inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came in, the doors being shut and stood in the midst of them and said, peace to you. He then turned to Thomas He said, Thomas, reach your finger here. Look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it to my side. Do not be unbelieving. Be believing. Jesus was saying, Thomas, your name is written on my palms, written in these nails, prints, written in my own blood. And in the palms of Jesus' hands are written all of our names. Our family's names and our friends' names. For Jesus died with us on his heart and with our names engraved on his palms, engraved by nails and indelible reminders that our names are important to God. It brings me back to the other motorcycle accident with Gary and Carolyn, where Steve was desperate for help and he said, Lord, I need help. He sent an angel. And that angel said, what do you need? Thomas didn't have to say to Jesus when he he suddenly appeared, I don't believe unless I see. Jesus knew. And he directed it right at Thomas and said, touch my hands. Touch my side. He already knew what was in the heart of Thomas. Before I go any further today, I want to encourage you. If you've never made the decision for Christ, today is your day. Today is the day that He's put your name where Thomas's was. He's saying, I haven't forgotten about you. He's saying, Your name is written on my palms, written in these nail prints. So today, before we go any further, make that decision. You may say, oh, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know how far I've gone. I know how far I went, and I know what I did. And he said, Yvonne, your name is written on my palm. So today he's saying that to you. He's saying, come to me. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, answer that door. I just said, if anyone. He doesn't say, if the good if the not-so-bad or the ones who haven't really done that much. He said, anyone, and that anyone includes you, and it included me, will answer that door. That's all you have to do today is answer that door, and he will come in to you today. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for a friend. He did that for us. Well, today, veterans, to every veteran here, we will remember you. We will call you by name. We will shake your hand. We will hug your neck. Well, maybe I will. The others will, too. And we will say thank you for your service. Veterans, we have a gift for you today. As they play the song that will be each of your branches, would you please rise when your song begins to play? And we have a couple young men that are going to be right here in the front, and they want to present to you the gift from us as a church. So when, you come, when your branch starts, please rise, come to the middle, take your gift, and then come stand here on the front for me, please. Our very own Colonel Sanchez has a challenge coin to present to each veteran.
3: Before I present the challenge coin, I'd like to say a couple of words. Uh, I just enjoy this every year that I get thanks, and I take it personally. Because as you know, (coughs) there were two years in Vietnam. First year, I was wounded, (laughs) identified as killed in action. That means someone else's body was identified as me. I did not find out that for years later. And you know, that's a sad thing for that family whose body was uh, actually killed. I didn't want to go back to Vietnam, but I had to the second time. In 69, I went back to Vietnam. Was fortunate enough to a man A fire base, we were successful enough, professionally enough to survive an attack that killed every or destroyed every installation besides the one I was in. I returned back to Seattle, Washington within two months of that time, and as you know, protests and the unthankful people. And this United States of America, greeted us with blood, eggs, any kind of way. And I was proud. I was a decorated captain, looked good in my uniform, and I could not wear it for sake that somebody would throw blood on my uniform as I tried to go from Seattle, Washington, back to my home state. So I want to give a little thank you as well to the veterans that are up here because they deserve it. They deserve every thank you. And I say very amen. amen. I say many times to those that thank me and want to give me something, I say, I'll take it. And I also say, and I, sometimes I'm not joking because I have done it, I'll take candy from a baby. Because <laughs> a lot of babies will thank you for your service yes. and say, Welcome home. Okay, so I have what's called a challenge coin. The coin that you gave us was a uh, medallion, but a challenge coin is a coin that's given by just about every unit, and every veteran organization tries to have some similar that they can give. And the challenge coin is normally done within service. Uh, Within the unit, you're supposed to carry your challenge coin with you at all times. And at certain places, I won't talk about it in, in here because this is a chapel, but if you're challenged for your coin and you don't have it, you have to give a token to the people around you in that particular event. So I'm giving a challenge coin for a different reason. I want you to know that this church and the pastor primarily has helped us with the homeless veteran and at-risk the veteran stand now through the years. We've had eight of them, and we've depended on the church to help us. We're doing that each year now, the first week weekend of May, we do the stand down, and we're fortunate enough to move from the fairgrounds to FAMU Lawson Center, which is a beautiful place to have a stand down. And all of you are invited to come and participate, either as a veteran or as a volunteer. So I'm challenging you to do that. So. I'm going to give a coin to everyone.
2: Now, if you'll pull out your Bibles, I'm really, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right now, I want you to do one more thing for me. I want you to walk by each one of these veterans, and I want you to personally thank them. Let them know how much you appreciate what they've done that we gather in this house today because of what they've done prior. So today, will you just form a line and go from one end to the other and join me as we say thank you.
0: You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church, on Sherer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.